Kia ora and welcome to Beyond Consultation, a podcast that will help you in your public or community sector work to increase your impact by doing more than just ticking the box of consultation. I'm Paul McGregor from Business Lab, and we're interested in the mindsets and methods of people who are making a bigger impact by working collaboratively with communities, industries, and other organizations. Ma mihi mote Kia and welcome to episode 58. This is the second of our throwbacks. Our first one was looking back at my conversation with Israel Hawkins, who had taken the concept of collective impact out of America and adapted it with Te Ao Māori values and ways of being. With these throwbacks, we want to shine a light on some of those golden earlier episodes from the podcast. And I'd love to know if these are valuable for you. Flick me a message on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of them so far. Today's throwback is with Holly Bennett, who is a superstar in the world of government lobbying. She runs a consulting firm called Uffy, which, well, it's a name that's dear to my heart. It has a bunch of different meanings. It's usually translated as embracing or supporting. At about the same time as Holly was renaming her firm Uffy, we were calling our second child Uffy, but that is a story for another time. You might have seen Holly in the news, she's got a regular column in NBR, and she is doing an amazing job of changing what people think and feel about lobbying. Lobbying is often seen as this dark art, something that rich people do, and whoever has the most money pays for the best access to the best advice for lobbying, and that gets them this inside seat next to government ministers to influence them. Holly wants to break that down. She really wants to shake up the industry. In this throwback, I'm going to share part of Holly's answer to two questions. Firstly, what even is lobbying? And I will say it's not the dark art that you might have been conditioned to assume it is. And then the second question is, how do you get started in lobbying? And I personally really appreciated Holly's empowering answer to that. So here we go. Let's throw it back to Holly Bennett. Lobbying for me has become this term that's wrapped up in all these sort of negative nuances. And at the end of the day, it's just, in my view, academic science semantics. And this is what frustrates me because lobbying is advocacy. Advocacy is engagement. And I've said this before, engagement is good. So... At the end of the day, no matter what you want to wrap it up in, they're one and the same. Uh, yeah. It's just as interesting if you introduce yourself as an advocate, you'll be seen in a positive light. You'll be, if you introduce mm. yourself as a lobbyist, you'll be seen mm. in a negative light. But I went purposely against the grain when I set up my business in 2017 to embrace the cooking lobbyist because <laughs> I thought, why am I going to let this term, which is inherently something that every, every individual, every organization, every business, they should be doing this in one way, shape or form. And they're actually probably doing it. They just don't realize it. So I thought I'm going to embrace this quickly. I'm going to call myself a lobbyist and I'm going to let that see how that permeates throughout. A lot of our listeners work in government, whether that's local or central government or in a big community organization. Yeah. What do you say to them if they're wanting to be heard by government ministers and they feel like they're shouting from the sidelines at the moment? How do they get started? 
I definitely understand that feeling of you're on the outside and nothing's going nowhere. I know what that feels like. I do this professionally. I'm a professional lobbyist and even I have times where I feel like that. So what I would say is just don't be persuaded if that's what you're feeling. And the other thing to think about is you have probably had success in lobbying in your career thus far. You just have to look at it and frame it up because the thing is is that lots of people are inherently good lobbyists. They just don't realize. No one's ever sat them down and said, Mm. oh, that thing that you did there, whether it be a fixing, whether it be a protest, whether it be a letter, whether it be, you know, hilly that led to more hilly that led to anything for the change. Whatever it is, they just don't realize that that in itself is lobbying. Mm. And you can argue whether it's good or bad in terms of the outcome, but hey, I'm not here to judge because everyone's driven by a different value set. So I have certain values that I'm driven by that I'm working towards with my clients, with co-papa, but there'll be other people who have had successful experience of lobbying and it was successful in itself and what they did, right? Mm. I'm not talking about because the outcome was XYZ. I'm just saying the steps that they took resulted in a positive outcome, which meant they were successful in their lobbying. Mm. And I would encourage people to think about what they do in their day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month um, mahi, and look at what they're doing, because there'll be elements in there that they're doing successfully, they just don't realize. Mm. Lobbying is not just sitting with a minister and then getting your issue over the line. It's so much more than that. It's everything around it. It's looking after the people within that ministerial office or that government department, making sure that conversations are done respectfully but robustly. It's about making sure that emails are responded to timely, making sure people have the right information at the right time. All of that is what makes up the role of a lobbyist. And if you can do all that stuff well, Let's circle back to what you said. It's about relationships. You're looking after your relationships. It doesn't mean that you're necessarily agreeing with each person, mm. or it doesn't mean that you're going to be on the same page. All of that makes up the idea of a lobbyist and what a lobbyist does, because it's looking after the relationship to try to progress a mm. Oh, Holly, that's such a good quote at all there. And at the start, you said... Basically, it's okay to feel a little bit lost at the start, right? And and yeah. even you as a professional lobbyist, you feel that way sometimes. 100%. Yeah. I have a part in my training, which I take through in the Lobby Light course, which is a half-day course. And one of the parts we delve into is what is called the reality. And because, let's make no mistake, there are times when I think, am I cut out for it? Really? And the example I use that a client engaged me to do to work on a proposal for them, and I took them through some of the processes that I do to start going on this journey to get up onto the line of this issue. When I put in the request for the ministerial meeting, it was in May, you know, of this year. When I put in the request, he didn't get the meeting until December that same year. Mm. So it was like an eight-month journey, right? And remember, this whole time I had the client saying, "What's happening?" <laughs> Where it's a meeting, 
the initial time frame was like four months, you know, and even at that point, I'm thinking, oh my God, you know, can I trust in the process? Because I say that a lot mm. of people trust in the process, but when you know what you're doing and you know sort of how to look at it, you can feel a little bit more comfortable when a week, a two, three yeah. weeks go by. So remember, I had 20 something weeks go by where I was kind of like, okay, now I'm really starting to get hot. Like, <laughs> do I keep trusting in the process or do I just sort of go off my rocket? I was so glad I did because what happened was that when we finally landed the hui, the hui then told me when we sat there and I listened to the outcome that those eight months that we'd been sitting there waiting, the minister and officials had been working on the thing that we mm. would find to get over the line. So actually, when we got the hui, we got the outcome. Mm. So what it means with the way in which we framed it, approached it and pitched it, is the thing that we wanted to achieve, the minister and officials had then worked through all of the issues in behind it so that they could give us successful results in December. So what it meant is that that whole process happened without us even being involved. <laughs> right. Mm. But it was all about the way in which I had got my client to look at the issue Brain the issue, work through all the things, and it was a, it was a win-win for everyone, right? Mm. It just meant that for those eight months, I was sitting there telling them to believe in the process, even <laughs> while myself was not so sure about the process. So there you have it, a little teaser, a little taster of some of Holly's wisdom and her vision, her drive to change lobbying and make it something that's accessible for everyone, whether you're in a big organization with lots of resources or a little nonprofit out in the wop-wop somewhere, Holly is here to make lobbying something that we can all take part in because that makes for a better democracy. I think lobbying is so important because if we're to make progress on the big challenges of our time, then we have to change the conversation. We have to influence what people think and feel so if your interest has been piqued, then go and check out episode 17 for all the goodness. You'll hear us both getting curious and up in arms about dirty politics. And Holly shares a lot of insider tips on how you can be good at lobbying. All right, that's enough for now. I will catch you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond Consultation podcast. What did you learn from the show? What should we have talked about? Who else should I interview? I would love to hear your feedback. And if you want to learn more about what you heard today, everything from the show is at www.businesslab.co.nz slash podcast. If this episode has left you with a burning question, please feel free to submit a voice message through the link on our podcast page. We can then ask that question of a guest in a future episode. Or tag me in a post on LinkedIn or Facebook and I can point you in the right direction. If you want to know when we release new episodes, make it easier for yourself and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Again, thank you for listening. Nā mihi mō te whakarongo.